Last time on Cloudfall. Doran, Aaron, Journey, Poppy, and Guy did everything they could to get the message out about the Skyland falling. It may have cost Guy the race, but he was able to save Steed while Poppy and Aaron managed to sway the entire stadium into a calm and orderly evacuation. In the core chamber, Journey's effort to heal the heart of Baxi was interrupted by Lyrian Hale himself. He has shown his true form, a monstrous fawn born of the most spiteful lands in the Feywild. Though terrifyingly powerful, the party managed to stand up to Lyrian and beat him back until Parsimon came to his rescue. But unless something changes, Baxi is still destined to fall. It's lore all over again. Or is it? You're all standing in the core chamber of Baxi, and you're among friends. You're with Oscar and Phenom and Steed and one new face, Holly Hyacinth, the most celebrated witch in the world of trade. She had just appeared out of nowhere and shattered your Venus crystal into a thousand tiny Venus crystals. She imbued them with her own magic. I mean, being the inventor of Venus crystals in the first place, she can create these things pretty rapidly. She sent them all throughout Baxi to help spread the message. Everyone needs to evacuate either by ship or by her portal that she had opened up near the docks in the bazaar. Also important to note, uh, Doran, Journey, and Oscar each have six copies of themselves to command around during this time if they so need to. Um, Holly had just stood up after um, she had like quaffed a potion, read a scroll. Uh, you saw her veins go black. It, it's clear that the effort she is putting through to save these people of Baxi is something that she probably can't do time and again. You had all just given some sacrifice to the heart of Baxi and you saw results. Just a moment ago, when you had each given up your spell slots and the magic and the energy that you had left, you felt the dying thirst of the island. You felt the hunger of the land beneath your feet, and when it asked for you to give, you did so freely. And that effort made a visible change. The bismite crystals in the room, which were a dull, crumbling silver before, have been rejuvenated by some degree, and they now have this greenish gold color to them. You can see that what you did had an impact, but it's just not quite enough. The island is still shaking, and you can tell it's still going down. What do you all do from here? Uh, my name's Doran. Um, Holly, you said? Who are you? And Aaron has two daggers pointed at Holly. That's Holly Hyacinth. Who, Holly, what? Holly points at Poppy. 
the crystals and the, the, the... All this crystal nonsense, yes. Her name was attached to them. Perhaps you saw my face on some of the, um... She looks over at Aaron and kind of, like, touches her crossbow and makes her put it down. You may have seen my face on some ads around town, perhaps. I'm, um, fairly well-known. Um, I also happen to have a, a deep connection to this island and the trade that happens here. It's a bit of a cash cow, as it were. Um, so I have a vested interest in saving each and every person who lives here. Yeah, uh, it seems like you have a plan. Um, we'd love to... We had a good one. It's well thought out, but let's just use yours from here. Uh, what, do, what, what do you need us to do? Well, really waited to the last second to show up when your cash cow was dying. Well, I, I had only just recently heard about this. I, I had to make a literal bargain just to be able to cast multiple portals in a day to be here. Okay. Um, it's a lot, I understand, but we need to talk to people. We need to get the word out. We need to get all of Baxley onto these ships or into the portal. Par- pardon, Miss Hyacinth. Um, big fan. Uh, we kind of did that already. Oh. We we sent out word on all the the big, you know, the crystal, the thing. We we told everyone to go. She takes a second to regard you, Poppy, and she sees your kind of um, tired attire. You know, you had a long day. You're in the core chamber of Baxi. You have been through a lot. All of you, you're dirty and tired and haggard a little bit, but you're also fully equipped with adventuring gear, with weapons, you know, with obvious power about you. And you see that Holly realizes she's not the only power in the universe. She says, perhaps you could be a little more useful than I originally thought. Great. Okay, great. Let's all head up, shall we? Um, I trust you all have your own locomotion. She takes the broom by her side and just very casually sits upon it and begins floating away. Uh, the, the, the pin is out there and it's fast. We can, if you want to, okay. Come, Steed. <laughs> What's uh, the weight capacity on that? The steed? I don't know. Yeah, does steed have a towing capacity? How are you <laughs> feeling, steed? Do you think you could take one or two extras? This would probably be a good time to get some ground rules across as well. Here's the deal. You may not remember everything, but we have a stipulation. I have no master. You understand? I'm a friend. I will be there whenever you need me, but I have no master. Whenever you call for me, I'll be there. But the time in between, don't count on it. Very well, Steed. This arrangement uh, sounds very equitable. Uh, In game terms, Thomas, uh, going forward, this means when you use Find Steed, Steed will suddenly be there for you. (laughs) Nice. All other times when you go to look for him, he may not be there whatsoever. And uh, that's just how it works. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Fine Steed becomes very specific. Mm -hmm. I feel like that just works in the game mechanic of us forgetting that Steed is with us. And that's perfect. I love it. Steed goes, I can probably take any two of you at the same time. That's about it. So are we going to go or what? Um, Guy, you've been kind of quiet. Uh, uh, yes, let's go. I can take one more with us. Oh, right, you can't hear them. <laughs> uh, yes, I've been talking to Steed, my friend. Not, I am not its master. Right. I know what you are all thinking. <laughs> Holly looks down at Steed and smirks and goes, Steed? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Miss Miss Hyacinth, why do we need to go up? Can't we just try and I don't know? Can we talk to the people here and try to try to before they leave try to get them to give more to the to the island? I don't want it to fall. What do you mean, give more to the island? Uh, what we just did, all of us, we we gave some of our magic back to keep it alive. That's why it's glowing now. If more people helped, maybe we could keep it from falling. She, like, furrows her eyebrows and gives you kind of a deeply skeptical look, looking between you and the crystals. But she points to that spot of color in the center of it, that deeper green hue, and she says, You did this? It was empty, and we filled it back up just a little. But it's not enough. I... Listen, I would give you all that I can. I just... I need it right now. I need to go help people. No, not... not you. Everyone. But if everyone leaves, then it's too late. But if you think that it, I don't know, I'm not an expert, but if you think that maybe it's already too late. Depends on your reach, Holly. I mean, you're practically a, a goddess for this island. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, glad that's established. But yeah, if we can convince everyone, you know, it's possible we can keep this thing aloft. I was skeptical too until I touched hands and yeah, I mean, I think we did have a meaningful impact, just a small group of us. If we had everyone help, I don't know. She wheels around and looks at the crystal again and looks at all of you. Doran, I need you to make a persuasion check. Okay. Can I have helped? Ooh. Yeah, that's fair. You okay. made a good argument too. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you kind of started the whole thing. Natural 20. Well, shit. Well, shit. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Good. <laughs> Woo! Wow, okay. That's... We need an overtop cam just to like prove that this <laughs> yeah, is happening. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> we roll so yeah. many everyone, everyone get a second phone so that one phone is pointed <laughs> yeah. at yeah. your face For and real. one point is pointed. Mm-hmm. Yep, you know. Pointed down. You know, <laughs> one <laughs> phone is pointed. <laughs> um, Doran, she looks back at you and she says, you're right. I am? I mean, we are, yeah. It, it could work. Um, I don't have a lot of confidence that we can convince everyone to do it, but it is the festival, so maybe we can spin it as like a, hey everyone, let's join hands and close out the festival. That's good. Would it I don't help? Know. I mean, having the best baker on your side might help. Speaking of which, do you know any of the uh, those top five, top 15, whatever they are? I'm best baker. Okay, yes, yes, exactly. Do, you, do we have any more? Phenom? Phenom's here. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, um, he was, uh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, uh, Phenom. Yeah, I know him. Um, yeah, we should get Phenom. He's already here. Oh, perfect. Okay, been a long time. Okay, yeah. <laughs> How old did you know Phenom? Never mind. No. Okay. We, we don't <laughs> the island starts there. rumbling again. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. That's good. That's all good. Um, if any of you need locomotion, I can help you fly for a little bit. Um, who needs that? I think we can all get up in the pin, right? Yeah, my cart should be fine. Good. I'll see you all up there then. Oh, where are we meeting? Meet me at the portal, in the bazaar, near the docks. We can work from there. We have to stop people from getting in that portal. Oh, okay. We okay. can just gather them there, and that's where we can deliver the message? Or or do I close it? No. Do I stop them from leaving if they need to give back? Well, No, let people have a choice, I think. that's That matters in this yeah. case. The island begins to shake again, and you're all kind of like staring at each other, waiting to talk, waiting for the rumbling to stop so you can get more out, and you don't know if it's going to. Uh, uh, Go now. Who's with us again? It's Phenom. Oh, yeah. Oscar, Phenom's here, yeah. And Steed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron yells over to Oscar, like, hey, Oscar, 
Yeah. Um, where, if people were evacuating, where's the best place to find a huge crowd of people? I mean, they're all going to be pressed up against the docks trying to get out on those ships, I bet. I think Holly was right. We should head that way where her portal was. I appreciate what's happening here, but I got to get to Mabel. Thanks, that's, everybody. That's what I'm saying. You should find Mabel. Uh, yeah, I'm going to. Find Mabel and have her spread the word, too. Oh, yeah, and save everybody else. Yeah, we can do that. Tell her, tell her that we all have to give back to the island. Okay. Do you think she'll understand what that means? Um, yeah. Well, I think she'll know. <laughs> Oscar? Yeah? I know we don't have a lot of time here. I need to give you some unsolicited advice. Okay. Um, Mabel seems nice. Yeah. It's clear you're both in love. Yeah, we are, actually. Yeah, glad we agree on that. I, my concern for both of you, you, you want to be with each other long term, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, of course. She has shied away from accountability, and she's brought harm to everyone here. I'm not saying this to speak poorly of your betrothed, um, but what I would say, Oscar, is this is a major moment for you and her. If she can show courage and strength when it really counts, you'll make it. I'm trying to just manipulate him a little bit. Persuasion. Interesting. Yeah, I, yeah, I would definitely say persuasion rather than deception, because I think you actually hit the nail on the head with the truth of the matter. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Look who's preaching about being honest. <laughs> <laughs> um... Before you announce it, I want to try to start doing some more like upfront DCs just to like keep the stakes where they ought to be. Um, but I think 15. Okay, I'm going to use Silver Tongue, which um, basically allows me to treat a d20 roll as a 10 if it's lower than 9. Oh my god. <laughs> I should have said higher than that. <laughs> Glad you said it first. Yeah, okay, okay, so yeah, 10. Uh, so 21. So, yeah. uh, you have a plus 11 to the, those? The lowest I can roll is a 21 for a persuasion. What did you do? Oscar takes a couple steps forward towards you and he extends a hand to shake yours. I understand. I'll, I'll talk to her. I give him a wink and a, and a smile. From, from handshake too. Yeah. Just mm. tripling down. Yeah. yeah. He goes, good, okay. And he uh, goes to a horizontal pipe in the wall, and he begins just kind of like army crawling out of here, like <laughs> out into the open sky. And oh you see him gosh. kind of disappear and float upwards. All right. Now, uh, uh, what about all the rest of you? These are more journeys and endurance than I remember. And they all go, yes. <laughs> <laughs> The pin is bigger on the inside, so everyone just go. Okay. Let's go. Yeah. You all disperse. Uh, everybody tell me where you are, or what's your vehicle? How are you moving about? I'll go with Poppy in the pin. Yep. I can ride on Steed. Yeah. Cool. Good and call. the rest of my copies can be hanging onto the pin. Yeah, they can hoof it. Yep. Yeah. They're weightless anyway. Mm -hmm. I'll crawl under the pin too. Like Hold on to a car while you're skateboarding. It's kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. That. They're all skitching. All wow. of them. Okay, yeah, so there's 12 Journeys and Dorans <laughs> skitching on the wet. Skitching on the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. yeah! Wow. Well, yeah, that's an episode title. title. Yeah. <laughs> kitchen skitching. Yeah. I've never heard the term skitching before, but I, it makes perfect sense that's to great. me. That's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you all explode out onto the night scene, and it is chaos when you start to see the streets here. Um, the closer you get to the bazaar and the docks, you can see, indeed, it is just pressed throngs of people in absolute panic. You can even see that there's some looting going on, you know, some unfortunate, like, exploiters of everything that's happening here. 
you can tell that the island is falling apart in so many ways. You're starting to see stone cracking and crumbling. You're starting to see lava flows being exposed in different places here. But you can see the majority of people are gathered up by that portal. Some of them are starting to funnel through. A lot of people are on the docks trying to get into the biggest vessel that they can find. And people are trying to be generous, but even these ships have weight limits. Uh, Doran, uh, do you think you can do something like a projection uh, with your magic? I feel like you've done some crazy visual things before. Maybe you can project Holly and Journey or something. I don't know, once once they get here. Yeah, I, I, at the very least I could maybe help Phenom. Did Phenom ride in the yeah. rolling pin? Say it with you, yep. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so we just need to get their attention, basically. We just need a big image, like in the sky, to draw everyone, tell them what to do. Uh, I think that's what we need, of whoever's going to instruct them or give them direction. Yeah, I uh, stick my head out the window and catch Steed with Guy and Journey on it. Mm -hmm. I point at that. I'm like, Phenom, can we we make that more prominent? Mm. Yeah. I'm sorry, they're both nobodies to the island. No offense. Oh. Do we want someone with clout? Yeah, uh, Poppy, that's great. Yes, it should be you. Oh, I wasn't saying that. Poppy, listen to me. Aaron grabs Poppy by both shoulders, and we're like sailing in the rolling pin as fast as it can go. And I'm like, Poppy, listen, this is your moment, and you need to show everyone what we can do together. We're all behind you. It's not just you but you need to convince them and tell them. Right, Doran? Absolutely. That's an awful lot of moments for one night. (laughs) It's okay. Poppy, I can go with you. He bends down at you, and uh, he is actually... uh, I need you to make a wisdom save. Wait, was that Phenom? Phenom. Okay. Wisdom save? Yep. Sorry, wisdom save uh, DC 14 on this one. Basically, he's uh, leaning down to you, and he's uh, kind of, like, flashing his eyelashes, and he is just, Ooh. like, glamoring you into trusting his natural charisma. Oh, I'm going to, yeah, I trust him. Okay. Um, he leans down to you, and he echoes the words of the uh, song that he sang earlier. He leans down and says, Puppy, take my hand. I'll fly with you. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> And he very delicately touches your hand, and he's got, like, the warmest, smoothest, velvety hands. <laughs> and, uh, Poppy, you kind of feel yourself weightlessly, like, float off the ground, and he opens the back door to the pin, and the two of you begin to float out of it. That's some Howl's Moving Castle bullshit. <laughs> and as you do, as you float up into the sky, you're also enlarging at the same time. And you can feel yourself an icon of a person kind of floating above everyone else, and... Even people that are moving through the portal to Tildry all stop to turn back and look at this marvel of a spectacle going on. And Phenom looks at you, and he nods. Good evening, people of Baxi. You hear a hush roll throughout the crowd. Uh, I know, I know we said to evacuate, but we have one last favor. The island is falling. But, but you can all save it. Um, I think we just need you to believe in the island. If you could just think really good and giving thoughts to the core of the island, I think that might, that might help save everything and everyone. 
else do I say? <laughs> Gotta give back to the place where you live. We need you to, to give back. The island has, has served you all for a very long time. And, and now you can, you can serve it. Bobby, there's a rather long silence at the end of your speech. And the only thing you can really hear is that portal just kind of tearing through the air. Looking out over the moonlit bazaar, over the docks, you can see a portal large enough to swallow a whole tavern. And the edges are tearing at the night sky in brilliant color. You can see a farm field on the other side dotted with lamps and a big walled city with magnificent towers beyond. But the people who were moving there have stopped to listen. And you see some of them slowly begin to walk back through the portal to Baxi, with curiosity painted on their faces. This is your home. We want to save it. We want to save everyone, of course, but but if we just try, I think I think this doesn't have to end in disaster. People are nodding, but then the obvious question gets raised. What do I do? <laughs> um just to add and try to help how I can, um, Doran climbs out of the window and gets on top of it. Mm, yeah. And is just um, sitting with Bobka's loot and just str- strumming along, uh, just kind of like more droning, like sort of like calm sounds to try to like get people kind of um, acclimated to the introspection mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Every time you use magic or or wish for something, or feel the sun on your face. There's just a feeling inside of you. If you reach out for that, I think you can feel it. Just just let it take back what it needs. Aaron is going out into the crowd um, from the wagon and grabs a little girl's hand in her left hand and finds just their mom or their parents standing next to him and grabs their hand and says, we can save the island together. And hoping that people kind of see them and start to follow her lead. Journey does a similar thing. She kind of moves into the crowd and touches people's shoulders and just says like, try it, you're like, It could apply to this too. Oh, that's so fucking funny. Try it. They'll like it. You like Um, it. Just, yeah, like, (laughs) just listen to the island. Yeah. Try it. You like it. (laughs) Journey, almost as a coda to what you had said, you can feel that pulse kind of go out again, and it's the island begging for its life. And you can see it hit the people of Baxi for the first time. And you see them grappling with that concept to give and not to take. And you all see an adolescent among them. One awkward teenage tabaxi. One that you had <laughs> shared some kindness with. An Ooh, autograph? Who are we nice to? It was an autograph and also I don't remember you, this. you did shove a coin nose. up his nose. <laughs> 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 up his little cat nose. <laughs> 
But you were initially very kind to him. Oh, okay. He steps out from the tightly clustered crowd, and you see from him a brief glimmer of pink light that streaks away from him into the night sky towards the core of Baxi. And he lets out this heavy, uh, as if he's like exhausted, almost passing out from the effort. And then he looks back at the crowd. And you see Captain Garth Field step forward. And you see Harley Brumlumlum. You see Cindy Buns and Brody Tatum and Ruby Christmas from the Bake Off. You see Demi the Lich. You see Bobka and Benjamin. And God damn it, you see Tomothy Matterfax. God damn it. Aww. And they all give freely and nearly collapse after doing so. I think Brody could solo this, but... <laughs> <laughs> He's got so many good vibes. So much heart to give. Yeah. <laughs> you see more and more people in this crowd start to give up that same little inkling. Whatever they have left, whatever they have to give in the first place, some people almost nothing, but others quite a bit. And then it comes to Oscar and to Mabel. You see Oscar, who gives whatever little magic, you know, whatever tiny bit he ever had, easily gives that away, but then he looks to Mabel. Mabel says, Oscar, everything I have, I, I took it for us. All the magic I got stored up in me, it was so that we could go out together, you and me. We could do whatever we want, and we would always come out lucky. I don't know if I can give that up. People of Baxi, it is time to return what you've taken. Oscar's looking up at you, Poppy, and he smiles. And then he looks down at Mabel and he says, We don't need it. I don't need it. I got all the luck in the world, Mabel. I got you right here, right now. <laughs> Shit, I'm the lucky one. Mabel hugs Oscar. And you see from her a river of pink light explode forward and charge towards the center of Baxi. And it just sinks into the stones and you see that same glossy shimmer flash throughout the entire island. And you feel it rumble like never before. And then something explodes from the bottom of the skyline. What you see is a thick flow of magma jetting out from the side of the island. And it takes the form of a giant serpent. You see Sesk reborn in his full power, spilling infinitely from the pipes near the core. His glowing magmatic body begins to coil around the island. I don't look I'm trying not to cry. I'm trying not to cry. <laughs> I'm trying to suck the tears back into my eyes. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. That rumbling has gone silent. And Poppy, you know the consequence of this. You know what everyone has earned at this point, and it's another chance to live symbiotically with their island, to start a better cycle. You hear a single clap go out in the middle of the night. Surely this 
person that started the slow clap in the gardens. Just <laughs> add it again. <laughs> that one guy. <laughs> but this time, it's not 900 tabaxi, it's 20,000 inhabitants clapping, cheering for the heroes of the clouds. That's us. That's you. <laughs> and that new vibration doesn't stop. It carries you through the rest of the night. You are the heroes of the clouds. You're the heroes of Baxi. And that's how this story is told. This evening, you had just crashed into your bed. Tell me about how the rest of the night went for you after you and your friends saved the people of Baxi. Well, shortly after we did some of the obligatory, you know, like group hugs and, you know, being available to the people and uh, partying, um, uh, Doran had a realization in a moment and um, he broke away from the rest of the group. And went over to the market looking for um, a glider, actually. And he hasn't used one, really, since kind of the big events of uh, his past. Yeah. And um, he uh, tried to find a spot to fly up, I guess. I don't know how it went. Mm. Should I roll for it? or? Yeah, let's do that. This might be the end of Doran. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh... Shall we say I have proficiency or... Oh, definitely. You okay. do. Come on. Okay. So, but it's canceled out by PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so acrobatics. Um, I guess I just have uh, three, eight, ten. Mm-hmm. Assuming I'm able to fly a bit, um, what I kind of wanted to do is try to catch any glimpse of any remaining bright bulbs. I wanted to get closer and understand maybe a bit more about what they might have been doing. When the skyline's falling, they approach. And he was just curious about that. Yeah. It takes you a while to get started. You are up about as high as you can easily get on Baxi. In some of the uh, upper ledges here, you're looking out over the garden, which is far below you. That fountain is pretty distant in the night here. It's long after the partying. It's about 3 o'clock in the morning, and you're alone up here. You can feel that wind against you, and it takes you a while. But eventually you jump, and you glide, like you always have. You go right through some of those crowds, those swarms of uh, bright bulbs. And when you do, you notice that they're clustered around this glittering dust in the air. Give me a history check. Uh, 11? You've seen this before. You saw it on lore around the same time. This is the result of the island disintegrating. It is literally falling apart, or it was. 
And when that happened, the magic of the bismite was being sort of loosed into the air, not unlike a whale fall in the ocean when it falls to the bottom. Simpler creatures will come by and feed off the bones of a fallen whale and you know, sustain themselves on the easily available protein there. Hmm. In the same way, when an island begins to disintegrate, these bright bulbs will come by and soak up the available magic that's drifting out into the air there. And that's what you learn. Are bright bulbs like magical creatures, or are they basically mundane but just can sense this? Give me a uh, nature check. Okay. Seven. Starfall. You're not sure. It okay. seems very yummy, yummy to them. Okay. Um. Great. Yeah. Okay. Uh. He. Um. Doran, for like a moment after kind of stabilizing, uh, is starting to enjoy flying again um, and lingers a bit longer than than he needed to because he's not really gleaning much anymore at this point but is just kind of paying attention to the bright bulbs eating the remnants of the the bismite magic and lands his glider back down and um before you do oh shit that 10 on gliding oh, fuck. <laughs> wasn't exactly dexterous what happens here is when you come back in for a landing and you're about to settle one of those brass pipes you fly straight over it, okay. and a burst of heat sends you spiraling back up into the sky, 200 feet that you didn't intend, oh, no. and you're suddenly plummeting back down, trying to catch yourself. Okay. Shit. Out of spell slots. Um, okay. Doran, the air is rushing past your ears, and you see the pavement of backseat beneath you. Do you try to shove yourself out of the way to give yourself more time, more open air beneath you, or do you accept the impact that it is now? I'm going to try to shove myself airborne in yep. any way I can. Okay, yeah. yeah. You shunt off to the side, opening another 200 feet of open air beneath you into the gardens. You're still kind of tangling with your glider on the way down. What do you do? Um, I've had some issues like this before. Uh, um, there's actually usually a safety mechanism to like kind of like stick a broken wing in another spot mm. temporarily because this can happen. Mm. They, they get dislodged. So I, I try to do that. I didn't actually look ahead of time. I probably should have, but I'm going to try to just be able to like jam them in place and then it's going to be a rough landing, but at least I won't be in total free fall. Sure. This might be a little mislabeled, but give me a survival check. Okay. Go. Uh, got an eight. It's a 19. Wow. You see the cobbles fast approaching beneath you. And Doran. You're sitting in a small stone kitchen. There's a bucket of unpeeled potatoes at your feet and a huge iron cauldron sits over a fire waiting for those very potatoes. But instead of doing that, you're playing your lute. You know, just empty-minded plucking. And then you hear a thud from out in the hallway. Uh, I quickly shove the lute um, under one of the uh, prep tables. Like I have a sack that says potatoes on yeah. it, but it's where I stash my loot. Nice. Uh, and then I um, quickly get up and then like look for the knife and you know like start immediately trying to like uh, pretend to be cutting. Yeah. You've got one poorly peeled potato in the bin when you should have a hundred already. Yeah. And the door flies open to the room that you're in, and you can see a glimpse out into the immaculate palace hallway. 
You can see dozens of candles glimmering on the wall and a navy blue rug that runs down the center, and you see a palace guard poking his head in. He's got Aranale, the young prince, your best friend, by his side. And they're heading straight for you. And this guard, he looks familiar, but for some reason you don't know what his name is. Okay. Aranale says, Doran, we're on a secret mission. The guards are being cool for once. No way. Nail, where are we going? The guard kind of steps in and he says, I just let young Aeronail know that the winds are going to be particularly powerful tonight. Seriously, like once in a lifetime kind of gliding. You both should really get out there. Awesome, yeah. I, I can just get up early and do this. Uh, yeah, we don't need this until tomorrow. Um, Most excellent. You boys, go on, I've got your gliders already. Awesome. You and Nail pick up your gliders, and with winds like this, with the permission of the guards, you're going to have a night to remember. This guard actually helps you slip past all of the other guards on the way out. You got out of the palace with no issue. As soon as you started on the short road out to the edge, you noticed your guard friend disappeared. He wasn't with you anymore. When you arrived at the edge where the clouds begin... On the eastern side of Dawn's Edge, on the pavilion overlooking the clouds, you're greeted with absolute stillness and a timidness in the breeze like you've never felt before. Utter disappointment. There's just no wind out here whatsoever. Nail looks at you and he says, Man, oh well. You brought your loot, right? No, I, I didn't actually. Oh, man. Oh well. I guess we can just hang out, huh? I mean, we could still get some air. Like, how how is the weather this wrong? Yeah, I, I don't know what that guy was going on about. This is dumb. Well, I mean, if we get high enough, we can always we can always catch some some air. Yeah, I mean, I've returned from higher drops than this. If we just jumped off the edge, I think we'd be. Wait, did you hear that? Did you fart? Shh, shh. No, sorry. <laughs> sorry. No, there it is again. What is that? What are we hearing? A clacking noise. One clacking hoof after the other. It sounded like a horse at first, but then you notice it only has two feet. And then the clacking stops. And you turn in time to see a tangle of shadows. A group of figures approaching in silhouetted starlight. And then all five of them abruptly turn into a fine mist and reappear immediately before you. And you feel a sudden buzzing numbness as the bricks explode beneath your feet. You're trying to stop yourself from rolling across the ground as you tumble over and over again, begging inwardly for the momentum to please stop. And you scream out, thinking that you might have been thrown over the edge. But when you stop rolling, you're far from it. There's this strange purple fire everywhere. You manage to avoid a trail of violet flames rolling over the scene, casting all these figures in an otherworldly glow. But you can see in that moment that Nail is dead. You didn't even see what happened. 
the figures are talking to each other in a strange language you don't recognize and you suddenly feel a stinging burn all over your body. Your shirt is practically melted off. And now you're only feeling the pain of the molten metal that's stuck to your body. You smell burnt hair and your body starts to buck and wither as the initial shock wears off. What do you do as you hear them talking? As quietly as I can, I still need to believe he still might be there. If Nail's still alive, someone will care enough to try to help us. Uh, so I, I, I try to crawl towards him slowly without being noticed. You start to crawl over the cobbles and the pain is immense and you swallow those screams that are coming to you and you wish, you wish for the rest of your life that you had never looked up because what you see is not your friend, you see just flesh. But what's next to him is his glider, unharmed. Try to get to my feet and um, it's just not working right. Um, and then I like press on my thigh to try to give more support and my hand just slips right off. Not sure if it's blood, sweat, or what, but I know I can't run away. I get to the glider and look for the nearest cliff and hope they don't notice me. I'm not really paying attention to what they're saying at this point. My only thought is to try to fly away crawled on your belly until you got that glider. You crawled another five feet off the edge of the pavilion and you rolled off the edge holding that glider. And you pass through the clouds and you fly at speed through an infinite ocean of moonlight above and below alone through miles of cold open sky in an epic scale. You see lightning flashing growing closer below you as the winds take you in. And there's a freezing cold as you're instantly soaked to the bone, making it so much harder to hold on. You feel like you're practically drowning by the time you make it through the clouds, that cold water making your injuries sting again. All that light around you in the clouds begins to dim around the edges of your eyes, and you can't tell if you're slipping into the null mists or if you're actually dying. But you never let go. And Doran, you're throbbing, and everything around you is just buzzing with pain as you kind of come to on the cobbles here after a rough landing. It was not gracious. You can feel you've got sticks and twigs all over you, but when you test for actual injuries, you're fine. You're in Baxi, and you're... In your twenties, um, I notice that I am crying, and for whatever reason, that makes me start laughing. <laughs> and I uh, get up, pick up the remnants of what was a perfectly fine glider. Guess I'll have to pay for this. Look up at the sky, see that it's well past. Well past my bedtime. And I just look around and try to 
find my way back to the end. The next morning, the four of you are having breakfast without Doran because he's sleeping in. (laughs) (laughs) What do you talk about? What happened the night before? Do you think Doran's okay? I never know with him. Hopefully he's not off trying to fight the baddies by himself again. Yeah, I mean, I pretty much feel like I usually am the one that sleeps the latest, so it's just kind of weird. I don't know that he's not here. We all deal with stress in different ways. Yesterday was a lot... Did we get a full rest, Tim? Long rest. Oh, God. Yes. Um, also, what happened to Holly? Um, Holly was free to stick around. She is in charge of the brunch menu here. She says it's of the utmost importance that she manages the brunch menu. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk to her. Okay. That's what I want to do today. Yeah. She temporarily took a room at the same tavern that you're staying at, the Scratching Post, and... When she opens the door for you at her room, she's been here, you know, one night, a few hours. It is already loaded with shit. Scrolls, you know, things she's working on. She wastes no time in making a home out of anywhere she has to set up. Does she have one of those bags where, like, Mary Poppins, like, things just keep (laughs) coming out? Just unpacks it, yeah. She says, um, can I help you? Oh, no, I just wanted to make sure everything was okay. Um, did you need help with brunch? Uh, do I need help? No. Um... No, but thank you. That's very kind of you. Oh, um, I just usually... You've done plenty. You've done so much, all of you. It's really incredible. You've practically saved the entire island, didn't you? Okay, that's fine. What's wrong? No, no, no. This is just what I do. I help prepare the food. Oh. Oh, yes, of course. Best baker. I should have known. It's like my passion, you know? Of course, um... Sure. Well, here's the program I've got. Feel free to make any edits. Program? Uh, you see that she, w- during her stay at this tavern, she is in full control of the food. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, Anything you'd like to add? What is it? Um, it's very, hmm, it's pretty meat-centric. Uh, it's pretty pasta-centric in the evening and fairly syrup-centric in the morning. <laughs> Any baked goods in particular? Fewer than you'd like. Ah, see, yeah, I think you're missing one specific food group. <laughs> yeah, food group, huh? <laughs> <Baked> Dessert. <goods. laughs> yeah. If you'd like to add a, a pastry um, option. Certainly. I've, I've also got um, connections back in Tildred. Confectioners, bakers, chefs of all kind. Maybe we could make a deal. What kind of deal? It depends. I've heard some things about your... Coffin kicks, I think they were called. Oh, yeah, those, uh, I just made those up, like, two days ago. Mm. We've got some, uh, dark-themed pop-up shops that are coming to Tildren next quarter. Um, I think those would slot in nicely. Oh, I mean, I'm happy to do that. That's not my usual, um, What are your MOQs for Q1? My what? <laughs> we can talk later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just let me know when you want me in the kitchen. Right now. Oh, Yes, ma'am. She points downstairs. <laughs> I would like to chat with her while we're making. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's more overseeing. She's not so into cooking it all herself, really. Okay. Aside from the tea, she will do that. She is um, in the kitchen with her arms crossed, kind of like watching you work, uh, like in awe of your skill and fluency here. And she's just um, kind of nodding uh, approvingly at everything you do. Right. So then I just fold in the butter here. We want to get a nice lamination. 
layers. Um, this is called a croissant. I've heard of croissants, but <laughs> this is delightful. This will be better than any croissant you've ever had. Mm. Have you ever been to, uh, what's that called? Saffron. Oh, no, not yet. Um, that's like a life dream of mine. Mm. Um, nope, just spent most of my time in Tildry, and now we're here. Um, but uh, you've been kind of my, well, my biggest inspiration. Um, oh, thank you. So that means you must have um, visited Tildry at some other time? I'm, I'm from Tildry. Are you? And I went Fantastic. to the School of Magic. At the librarium. Yeah. What did you study? Oh, little of this, little of that. Dabbled in illusion. Um, that was kind of my my parents' idea. Um, but Very then good. I discovered baking, and, and um, I thought, well, why don't I try and start my own small business? And I, I just, again. A lady after my own heart. You know, I came up in the transmutation track at the library. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I did pretty well with that. And I mean, it helped me in my own craft. I actually started in shoes. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> I, uh, I have, well, it's kind of embarrassing. I have all the, the um, latest publications. Oh, really? Um, about. You get the newsletter. I, I do get the newsletter. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, I good. have like a special drawer in the, the rolling pin. You know, I've been meaning to ask more people. Um, how does the newsletter come across grammatically? We have an editor. Uh, he's a little picky. Um, well, I, th I think it's a little dry, maybe. <laughs> I'll have a word. <laughs> but otherwise, very, very interesting subject. I am always curious to know what you're up to. And, and well, actually, I, um, I also put magic in my, my bakes. She winks at you and she says, is there any other way? Well, I mean, not a lot of people do it where I oh, where I come from. The game's totally different here on the clouds. I, I was piss scared the first time I came here. There was magic illusions and everything. My shoes didn't really impress them at all. I, yeah, I, I kind of had a similar um, experience. I was really surprised people actually do that here because it was kind of like... Uh, novel a novelty where yeah yeah i know the feeling yeah um but that makes us better in the end we have to rise above don't you think i don't i wouldn't say that i i think you didn't have any breakthroughs while you were on backseat nothing new about your magic at all oh definitely i can i can do it a lot faster now and see um, would you have gotten that back home when you had no reason to well i everything i know how to do is self-taught so mm. maybe I'm just saying, new experiences and all that. Oh, that's not burning, is it? Oh, no. Um, oops. Oh, sorry. You're... <laughs> just a second. <laughs> <laughs> Back out in the like main room, eagerly awaiting breakfast, is the other three of you. You've got Journey, Guy, and Aaron. I don't know that we've ever bottled the three of you together. Uh, what is this conversation like at the table? <laughs> we just grunt back and forth. Oh. <laughs> you were informed ten minutes ago that that breakfast will be out in five minutes. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe maybe they tell Tom differently in Baxi. I, I don't know. I'm not used to. Is it just like a suggestion when they say a Tom? Is there a like a add-on or a subtract depending on what's happening? If Poppy were running this kitchen, she would not stand for it. <laughs> <laughs> I never knew when my meals were coming, so I feel kind of like 
Any time is fine, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. You hear a little jingle as Roland comes in through the door and, and uh, stands near your table and he says, Hey, guys. Roland. Oh, yeah. Where have you been hanging out? Did you ever get on the feather? Uh, a little bit. I mean, I was watching the games last night and I was in the stadium and I was just trying to help people with the evacuation. I didn't see much of you, but I did see the speech at the end. My God. Poppy did a real good job of getting everybody to come together. Yeah. That's our Poppy. Journey, I was talking to Phenom, too, about what happened in the core. I think we all got to talk about that. Yeah. You... He leans in close and says, you kind of introduced a new piece to this whole game. Uh, Journey looks at Guy and Aaron kind of askance a little bit. I may have said something that I shouldn't have in the heat of the moment. I was real upset about what Lyrian had done to to this place and to Lore. And uh, looking back, I, I don't think it was a good call. I think Lyrian deserved every uh, bit of that speech he got. Don't you think so, Aaron? Yeah. <laughs> Not that either of you could tell what they said. Or no, Guy could, right? Guy could, but yeah. Aaron couldn't. Yeah. Uh, okay, wait, I don't, I wasn't sorry. remembering it was what a, actually yeah, happened. It so. was a speech Sorry. in Sylvan. And what did you actually, did you say? Like, all fuck I, you guys? All I said was, um, you're not the only powers at play here, basically. Yeah. Um, you better watch your back. Yep. Okay, yeah, Aaron just says yeah, but then looks confused. And like, what did they say <laughs> yeah. before? Yeah. Like, do I remember that right? Yeah. I, I don't have all the pieces put together, but. I do know that what they're doing is wrong. And I I felt really connected to something bigger that might be happening and yeah, maybe it would be good to come talk to everyone about it. Yeah. I think he's on his way to come talk to you guys anyway. It might be a little bit, but yeah, and then we can talk next steps. Phenom and I are gonna go back to farewell pretty soon here. You guys are welcome to do whatever you feel. You're not really agents of farewell. It seems like there's a lot you could do. Are you taking the Heavenly Feather back? Yeah, we will be. When it's repaired, DeWalter and Makita are kind of heading that up, but we can take our time now. Surely there are uh, more forces than those in Farewell who feel the... impetus to spread the word to other islands. We, We know how to stop their fall now. Yeah. That's what's got me excited. Phenom, too. There's a new avenue. There's no way we can fight back. It's the way things should be from the get-go. It's the way that we should be living. Maybe if we go back to Farewell or wherever next, uh, we could do the thing where you put the symbols on paper and it communicates a message to others. Um or one of the memory smoke recordings that Mikey does to pass along the message. Even a Venus crystal, I guess. You refer to writing. Yeah. <laughs> Is there someone that's in charge of writing? I know Harley Brumlum, she she said that they don't do a lot of that now, that mostly it's the crystals, but is that true everywhere, or is that just here? It's just here. I mean, a lot of places are a lot more normal than Baxi. Hmm. That's a relief. <laughs> I don't know. I was just trying to think of, you know, a way to communicate what we've learned, at least, so people have a heads up. 
We can't make it to every Skyland. That's all I'm saying. Maybe we send messages aboard the ships that are going from Skyland to Skyland, like the whale. Mm-hmm. There's a brief, almost startling moment as Poppy opens the kitchen door holding a plateful of food. Uh, Doran comes down the stairs, uh, awoken from his late sleep, and Phenom opens the door looking for all of you at the same time, <laughs> kind of splitting your attention in three different ways. <laughs> Good morning. Hey, everyone. Hey. Hey, hey Phenom. How's it going? Hey, Poppy. Hi. Hey. Hi. Hi, Doran. Hi. Oh, you're okay. <laughs> Had to sleep in. Um, sorry, I... Has anyone seen Sir Ball? Has anyone seen this? And Phenom slaps a piece of paper down on the table. What? I don't know what that is. I just saw it now. He looks up and he goes, it's a piece of paper. And on it, you see the hastily scrawled... (laughs) (laughs) You see the hastily written results of the vote from last night. The best in Baxi. It resets every month after the festival when the winners have been decided... When they choose who's, you know, really in control of the influence this month. Number 10. Oscar nominee. <laughs> Best escapist. Great. That's a new one. Mm. Number 9. Kesher. Best racer. Did she win? Beating just... out Tomothy Matterfax by a hair. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Tomothy Matterfax was slowed down. Uh, he claims by someone in the audience. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Wow. Number eight, uh, Phenom Green, best disaster. <laughs> Ouch. Number seven, uh, it looks like it was supposed to say something else, but it just cut off after best disaster. Uh, number seven, Harley Brumlumlum, best reporter. Ah. That's deserved. You guys start to see throughout the morning as well, Harley Brumlumlum is on her grind already, getting the word out. The corruption, the new way it has to be on Baxi. Harley is busy. Harley hustle, brum, lum, lum. <laughs> <laughs> Number six, you see April of Lore, best driftweed. <laughs> <laughs> April's been on her hustle also. <laughs> Grandma Kush. <laughs> Get that cheddar, baby. <laughs> Number five, Aaron, best assassin. I'd say so. Number Uh-oh. four, Doran Driscoll, best motivational speaker. <laughs> Number three, Guy, <laughs> best warrior. Oh, so yeah. that was his, his name, and that's it. Yes. Number two, best guy. Best guy. Poppy Kenmore, best baker, comma, best wizard. Wow. Ooh. Oh, shit, I got a double title? That's two bests. Number one, best in backseat. Journey. The accolade simply says, the best of us. Oh, oh no. no. Oh, no. <laughs> that was really well earned, Journey. And I give her a giant hug around her thigh. I don't even know what this means. I, I didn't even do anything. That's not true. We wouldn't even be standing here if it weren't for you, Journey. And your fey buds. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe, maybe this means that we can make changes for for everybody in the in the Skylands. Yeah, it's way too capricious to reset the government every month. I, how, how do they get anything? <laughs> Is to this work? the government? <laughs> well, yeah. I think that's probably a really terrible plan. <laughs> Especially because we're like probably leaving. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got it. Bye. <laughs> uh, you do have, thank God, some time here. Okay. 
The last few days on the clouds are exactly what they always ought to have been. Not only do you get to explore Baxi without looking over your shoulder, you're doing so as veritable heroes. So many shopkeepers now refuse your gold, and every restaurant and tavern on Starlight Street begs for your company at dinner. The citizens of Baxi continue to cosplay in your likeness and recreate mm -hmm. your adventures in overdramatic hologram recordings. But Baxi is also a fast and fickle place. The initial wave of autographs and stalking fans has smoothed out into a respectful admiration, which you can wield at your leisure. Your time spent on Baxi is now nothing short of idyllic. However, there's a lingering darkness in your mind that prevents you from enjoying it fully. Baxi is essentially in your palm. You guys can do whatever you want. You can leave whenever you'd like. It's been four days since the event uh, that we spoke of earlier, you know, since the collapse of Baxi. So I've been thinking we should uh, maybe try to gather some weapons um, or just some, some potion stuff that might be helpful. Uh, these people, uh, they they seem very giving now that we've saved them. They Or help them save themselves, I guess, technically. But uh, maybe we can just prepare for what's ahead, I guess. I think, uh, can I like retroactively have set up shop like every day? Oh, yes, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, we have funds now we can use and you can decide how much... So let's do this. Poppy, you are a name on Baxi. Every day here for you is valuable. So what did I say? You guys have been here three days, four days? You said four days. Four days. Let's do four rolls of 5d20. Holy shit. Okay. Um, can we can each I roll a d20? d20? Let's do that. Everybody roll 5d20. Oh, okay. oh. Wait. Oh. 229 gold. All total? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Poppy, subtract just 10 for supplies over that time. Oh. 219. 219. Okay. Margins on cookies are very Fucking, good. It's like popcorn margins. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we don't have like a lot of money, but we have like a good amount. Yeah. Um, that's better than the 10 gold I had. <laughs> Most of these places uh, won't even let you pay. I tried to get some sword oil the other day. <laughs> they wouldn't have it. Important to note, on top of that, is the 2,500 gold pieces that were donated to your estate by the people of Baxi. 2,500. 2, I'm putting that. Okay, that's... Hold on. Only one person write that. <laughs> I wrote it down. I put it in my inventory. That was not each. Yeah. Okay. Are we sure the best of us doesn't get it? Well, probably Journey should get it. Journey has proven that she's, she's not good money. at money. <laughs> she's great with money. She outranks all of you. She's rich. I have it for now because I needed it for supplies. Well, let's buy some stuff. How about that? Yeah. Could I do something with Serbo and yeah. stuff? Yep. Okay. Yeah, he's around. Spends a lot of time with DeWalter and Makita. Okay. Yeah. I make a point to actually visit him when he's with Walter and Makita. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, hey, guys. Doran. Yeah. Hey, Serbo. Makita. Doran, uh, it's an honor to see you. Um, don't, don't, don't ever say that. <laughs> it's fine. We're, we're, all, uh, we're all mortals here. What can we do for you, pal? Um, actually, I wanted to, uh, well, I had an idea, and I don't know if it's possible, but I figured you all would be the minds to talk with. Sir Bo, I want you here, too, but could I talk to Rune as well? 
Ah, no offense taken. He spreads his legs super wide in front of you, just like spreading them out as wide as he can on down on his haunches. And you hear this <laughs> pneumatic like Bring! last time. He didn't do that last time. And then time. his head kind of like spins around to show you that grid of lights again. Okay. And you see Rune's smiley face and he goes, Hey, uh, yeah, Doran, what's up? Hey bud. Um say, uh, real quick, do do all of you know what um bright bulbs are? Uh yeah, I mean, in theory. I don't know that I've ever seen them. Okay. Dwalter and Mikita both nod. Yeah, so something I just noticed, and, you know, we've been to a couple of Skylands at this point. Whenever they're falling, that's one of the first signs. We Bright bulbs seem to be able to find... They start swarming? They seem to find the Skyland. And I don't know, I've, I was a little buzzed when I went out flying last night, um, but <coughs> I... I did notice that they're literally like kind of eating the just little glitter of bismite. It, it, it like releases it when it's dying, basically. Oh, yeah, actually, that makes sense. I'm looking at some research papers right now. Looks like these bright bulbs are actually related to flumps in some way. There's a lot of magic in those creatures. Okay, flumps? So, <laughs> yeah, it makes sense that they would like absorb, you know, the magic of this place. So, yeah, well... That's why I wanted to talk to you all. Like, there's a lot of Skylands out there. Um, if we wanted a way to stop Skylands that are about to fall, there's a way we could also find this stuff in the air that could really help a lot of people. Yeah, like just find a like parts per million density for the uh, magic concentration in the air, and kind of sense that between different islands. That might work. Yeah, whatever you said there, yeah, like, uh, or, yeah, just something like that. I don't know. Um, it's just an idea, but, you know, I'm still part of the Best in Baxi for another, uh, you know, 17 days or so. So I can try to help in any way you need it. If you're looking for uh, some sort of puzzle, this would be uh, one that could help a lot. It's a head scratcher for sure, but, I mean, Rune's one of the greatest minds I've ever met, actually, and, and Thurbo is... You couldn't ask for more in a, in a utility, so... Yeah, mission accepted. Awesome. Well, yeah, you, you know where to find me. Um, uh, don't be a stranger. Let me know if there's anything I can help and ruin. If um, if you find being on a flat ground on the mainland to be too boring, let me know. We, we can get a ship and bring you here. Things have been great, actually, Doran. Uh, somebody showed up, like, this morning... With a fuck ton of food. Okay. I'm talking like two weeks worth of stuff. They didn't say who it was from, what it was for, or anything. But it's like top shelf stuff, too. Nice. Like, I'm not just eating noodles every day, Doran. This is... You're eating noodles every day. I told you not to do that. Well, you know, it's a full belly. But, I mean, there's protein in this. Good. Protein? Yeah. Wow. Well, it's not in short supply here either. So, I mean, that's always on offer. Also, I think you'd have a good shot at getting uh, Best Machinist in Baxi 2 if you wanted to run. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't want to keep you guys busy. Um, just let me know if you learn anything. They all nod emphatically excited to get to work. Alright. Catch you later. Uh, Aaron, Harley is hovering around you most of the afternoon for a reason you don't understand. Um, she's kind of been dealing just in crystals, trying to record things, re-record things into other crystals. Um, 
She has lately been dealing with the oversights and inaction from the High Council of Baxi and essentially auditing their whole process. And you're catching little glimpses of this as you're, you know, taking your own leisure. She leans over to you. And she goes, look at this. Look at this. Aaron, she, Aaron looks. She shows you a crystal. These are the meeting minutes from one of the High Council meetings. She projects it onto the countertop at the bar of the scratching post. You hear this little, like, illusion back and forth. This video, this hologram start to play out. You can see these meeting minutes taken. Somebody is voicing. As the third hour of the meeting began, the court proposed that Councillor Muggins stood no chance of fitting eight grapes in his mouth at the same time. (laughs) Muggins then responded by saying that he could indeed fit eight grapes in his mouth at once, that he had done it before, and that Councillor Hamish saw it happen. And that should count as the record. The other councillors responded in an uproar, stating that it only counts if the act is done during court, and that he should have known that, and that it doesn't count that Councillor Hamish claims to have seen it. This argument resolved shortly before the fourth hour of the meeting, <laughs> at which time they took an intermission to eat grapes. Oh my God. <laughs> wow, uh, seems... This is leadership. Aaron, these are the people in control. Yeah, I I mean, I wouldn't know much about it, but they seem like idiots, you know? <laughs> That's the whole problem. People like you and me, Aaron, ought to be in control of stuff like this. Aaron, like, looks over their shoulder like, me? <laughs> yeah, you. I mean, I've, I've seen you work. She, like, looks back at her crystal and her notes. She goes, I've heard the things you can do, Aaron. You're plenty competent. I don't know what kind of experience you had so far, but you'd be in a better position to rule this place than they would. Uh, I don't want to rule. I just want a quiet life, honestly. Uh, if I could just stay out of the way, I feel like that's probably better for everybody. That's the problem. There's gotta be people more qualified than me. No. Harley. That's the whole problem, Aaron. People like you keep thinking that, and they don't <laughs> rise. You don't take control over people like this. I'm not even from here. I don't know this place. I'm surely they can find someone more qualified. Bring me back to farewell. I might have a thing or two to say, but I don't know this land. That's fair to say. I'm just frustrated. And Why don't you take it over then? I will. I mean, that's the track I'm on. I, you know, I seek to make some holes and fill them. She smirks to herself. <laughs> I think you would be a great leader. And what about you? I mean, what are you going to do? Aaron uh, glances over at Doran. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Doran, like, Get chokes on his ch- coffee. <laughs> <laughs> no, Aaron does. She, like, glances over at Doran and the rest of the crew and kind of is like, you know, I... Feel like I found my new group to be with right now, and I'm just trying to figure everything out. I mean, I <laughs> I definitely don't have all the answers. I've I'm only 17. That's fine. You don't have to have the answers at 17, for sure. But you've got a lot of... That sounds cliche. You've got a lot of potential. You've got a lot of power. And I know, generally, what you can do. That's unique. Is it? Well, 
technically not unique, but changelings are powerful and rare. Aaron, that's not to be ignored. Have you ever met another changeling? Well, no, but I mean, I've done a ton of research on this stuff. And I had a really good teacher who taught me a lot about other worlds and people like you. What do you mean, other worlds? Like, other Skylands? Well, no. I mean, changelings are from the Feywild. Exclusively. Aaron looks confused for a second and says, My parents weren't from the Feywild. We live just outside of Farewell. Aaron, anyone talk to you about, like, your upbringing? I'm uh, sorry. Uh, it's, it's, there's not a lot to tell. I mean, I pretty much grew up in the Blight, but before that. I mean, you know, you know how changelings work, right? I mean, you know how you were born. Aaron uh, tilts their head to one side, one ear up in the air. No, I, I mean, <laughs> I didn't really have real teachers in the Blight. No one really explained anything to me. She looks suddenly out of her depth. She says, Um, well, changelings, they're, they're born in the Feywild, but they can't live there long term. I mean, not when they're young. They, um, they get swapped for someone on this plane. Typically. I don't know that's exactly what happened to you, but that's that's the ecology of it all. Changelings come to the mortal plane. They leave one of their children. They leave with a mortal child, and the exchange is made. I think if you grew up with parents here, Aaron, they... I'm sorry if I'm the first one telling you this. They might not have been your parents. Um... Aaron just looks kind of, like, in shock for a minute. It doesn't I, mean they weren't your parents. Oh, <laughs> I barely remember them, to be honest, but I've always, you know, imagined them. And Aaron um, pulls this wood carving out of her pocket and shows it to Harley and says, this, this was them. That's you. Uh, yeah, I mean, this, and Aaron gestures at their bodies, like... I, it was a way to be close to my mom, uh, to look like her all the time, Yeah. her image, but I don't really remember them. All my memories are like made up kind of, I think, of like daydreams when I was a kid in the blight and I just, you know, I needed to escape sometimes and I, <sighs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to crack all this open. Um, you see some tears welling up in Aaron's eyes and she just shakes her head and puts the carving back in her pocket and she says, no, I'm, I'm glad someone told me. I, I didn't know. I can try to find out more or whatever you need. I, I, I can help as much as I can. Sure. Uh, you know, I happen to know someone from the Feywild, so... I, but I might ask you for some more info later, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I, I just need a minute. Aaron walk, gets up and walks away. 
and goes to find a spot by themselves. During one of these calm afternoons, um, Guy, you're brushing steed uh, out in front of the scratching <laughs> post. Poppy's in and out of the rolling pin, resupplying her wagon with fresh canisters of flour and chocolate. And Guy, Steed leans up to you and says, General. <laughs> yes, Steed? I, I have a request. Oh, out with it then. I need a leave of absence. I'm sorry to request it so close to us reuniting. Oh, well, this is sudden. I've got a friend who's in pretty dire need of help. And uh, I might be the only one that really remembers where she is or what she's up to. I kind of took it upon myself to do something about it. So I'm going to do that. A friend, and this is someone close to you, then? Indeed. Very special to my upbringing. Is there any way I could help? He slowly looks back and gives you this weird donkey smile. (laughs) He says, I thought you'd never ask. (laughs) So many teeth. Why do they have so many teeth? Big square teeth. (laughs) He says... She's on the island of Small Castle, and I don't know if she'll be able to get out on her own. She's trapped there in the same way that, well, in the same way that I think that fluffy white Mabel was trapped here. She's bound to the Bismite. Bound to the... Hmm, is that what happened? Her name's Maisie Muldrift. She's a talented, powerful witch. She's in dire straits. Well, yes, Steed, I will help in any way I can. Should I tell the others, perhaps the five of us together, well, the six of us? (laughs) If it's not going to interrupt your own plans, I I humbly request that we make a pit stop. Hmm, Very well, it seems our time at Onbaxi may be coming to an end. Poppy? Uh, yeah? Uh, Hold on. Put down a giant bag of flour. (laughs) Um... Steed here has just informed me of a uh, very important mission. Oh, yeah, what is, what is that? More adventures? An adventure indeed. A friend of his is uh, in need of help on the island of Small Castle. Oh, um, do we need to go? If we can arrange it, I... It sounds like it is of some importance. Now, I know you all just met Steed and... I wouldn't ask you to put your lives in danger, but, um, well, I feel as though I owe a steed a debt, so... Oh, yeah, of course, he's, like, family to you, and, um, that means he's family to us. Thank you for understanding, Poppy. (laughs) Let's gather the group and, and discuss. I don't know how we'll get there. Uh, well, great question. Maybe there's a... Maybe we can take the feather... I know they've been, like, working on, on Serbo and the engine and stuff, tweaking it a little bit. We can talk. Yes, they might be ready to go. Let, let's talk to the others. Thorin! <laughs> I imagine I'm at uh, the inn, um, 
that's perpetually serving brunch. And it seems so, that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Having some brunch uh, and look up and uh, see Poppy come uh, running through the... Yeah, caked in flour. Yeah. Is everyone else here? Uh, Journey, Aaron, Aaron. Oh, Aaron's right at that other... T- Aaron, do you want to join us? Yep. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Journey was asleep on the roof, but jumped down to come <laughs> hang out. <laughs> yeah, I think we're all here. Um, How do you feel about leaving a little early? Yes, yes. I mean, it, what, why do we need... Or what's the reason? Guy, do you want well, to... Well, uh, Steed was just telling me of a important mission... Uh, something personal he must attend to, but I believe it has some relation to the cloud falls we have already experienced. He talks of a Maisie who is bound to the heart of this other island, small castle, much the way uh, Mabel was here. I wonder if it's about M names. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, if if we can help someone else reframe the way they interact with Bismat, I think that's only a good thing. Is this all right with you, Aaron? Yeah, I'm. I'm down to stay with everyone. Uh, and Aaron kind of looks at Journey and get to know each other better too. Now, I warn you, it could be dangerous. <laughs> Danger doesn't worry me. I'm pretty sure we're all used to it at this point. Yeah, I guess now that we've got some clue of how to move forward and have been able to communicate that out, do we all want to keep traveling together? Come up with a cool name? Yeah. (laughs) Like Sky Warriors or uh, uh, Heart heart of of the Sky. Or like uh, Blight's Downfall. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I like that. It's not bad. Not bad. I mean, so they called us... Here's of the clouds, so we could say we're hot sea, hot sea pirates. No, I don't that, think no, that's no, good. Go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like Nazi pirates. <laughs> <laughs> All right, scratch it out. Okay, yeah, that's not important. I had another thought percolating a few. Sorry, I've been kind of busy around town. Um, at what point should we have our own airship? I, I mean, can we afford that? Probably not. Not yet. I, I just... I don't know. Uh, Does any of us know how to f- how to fly one? Is where? it the same as the pin? Where do we get an airship? I don't I don't know yet. I haven't gotten that far into it. But I was you know just seeing what options are out there. And um, with Serbo and Makita and DeWalter, uh, we we got some friends that have the know how that might help us be able to pick something out. It, Maybe uh, Bobka could help us. He sells and buys crap, right? Yeah, he'd be a better negotiator than me. Our friend, the used car sales car- <laughs> carpet salesman. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you say about expanding the pin? Maybe. Ah. Uh, um. Mm. I know it's built for the ground. I, I I understand that conceptually, but we already saw it make uh, quite a splash on the race field. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think Perfect. it's fair that you would call it. That. Uh, over the multiple uses of Death Cage, the rolling pin <laughs> lost roughly twenty percent of its parts in general. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's gonna need some changing. Do for some repairs anyway. Could we? What if we expand ch- it? We make it the floating pin. Oh. Well, I mean, we can we can the maybe sky. workshop the name or just keep it or. 
The sky bread maker. Sky, the sky bread. Easy the, bake. The easy bake. Air fryer. Air. Hey. Oh, the air fryer. <laughs> Still better than heavenly feathers. I think yeah. we're on the right path. Maybe we can talk to Makita and DeWalter and see yeah. if that's even possible. It, it maybe even isn't. So Maybe we can hire a professional PR company to come up with some names for us uh, so we're ready. I think we have a lot of goodwill here that we could use. We should go to the rest of the council and see what's on the docket for the last couple of days here. Oh, yeah, because we're in the top ten, right? Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for agreeing to go on this venture. Steed is lucky to have friends like you. Yeah, he's pretty cool. <laughs> so, uh, hi, council. Um the meetings that we're all supposed to go to, and I know um, I missed a couple, but... We're supposed to go to meetings? There are meetings. <laughs> Who did go to the High Council I've when we were I've been going to the meetings, but I, I, they're really confusing. I, a lot of times they're just eating snacks and talking about them. I, okay. might, have, I might have something to do with that. That's my bad. <laughs> I wasn't sure if they were supposed to get more done, but they seem to be having a good time. They've just been trying to throw macarons into each other's mouths from across the way. Just <laughs> marshmallow guns. Yeah. Has there been any warrior business to report? Uh, not that I know of. It's mostly mostly just yeah. snacks. Yeah. Kind of inane, but maybe if there was something important to talk about. Okay. Um, well, yeah. Uh, Aaron, do you want to go check it out? Go to the High Council? I mean, sure. I didn't even... I didn't go to any meetings, so... Cut to. Five minutes has gone by on your way to the High Council, the uh, upper reaches of Backseat that you had actually never seen before in these five minutes, have been pure silence between Doran and Aaron. <laughs> uh, their, their arms brush once when they're walking next to each other, and Aaron just pulls her arm in and is like... <gasps> <laughs> Every once in a while, they both go, uh, no, uh, never mind. <laughs> Doran, after brushing arms, you accidentally kind of like look away, and a sudden kind of spray of cherry blossom petals just hits you in the face. Ah, that's in my eyes. Ow. Oh, I didn't you, know that would sting. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Oh, okay. I think, did I get it? Yeah, yeah, you're fine. <laughs> um, we're definitely going the right way, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think it's just a little further up here from what Poppy was saying. You seemed a little down uh, earlier. I mean, you were talking to Harley. I don't mean to bring it up and dwell on it, but everything okay? Oh, um, yeah, I, I mean, I feel like everyone maybe knew something that I didn't know and no one told me before, so it just feels like, I don't know, I mean, I I didn't know that changelings could only come from fae parents that traded out their young for young of this world I guess babies and I never knew that my parents before the blight they were elves they weren't fey and Harley told me that they weren't my parents basically so um yeah just kind of you know I didn't I didn't know yeah I I don't know I I just kind of assumed you didn't talk about the Feywild much, just something you didn't want to dwell on. But you remember being there, right? I I was r- really little when 
the blight took me and killed my elf family, I guess. Not my parents. I don't know. I don't really remember much, so I've never been to the Feywild. I honestly didn't even know much about it until I met Journey. Do you want to go there? I don't know. I mean, it's kind of weird, right? Like, kind of people just leave their young and just abandon them, even if my biological parents are alive. I don't know them. I mean, I did a little bit of reading just out of curiosity. You know, I mean, I know, I, I know you're a changeling, and that's not all of what you are, but I, I was a little curious, too. Um, your biological parents did not leave you with the blight. Don't want to forget about that. Your family you had here is your family. I mean, they'll always be my parents, I think, from my memories of them. Love, it's on the breeze. <laughs> Can you hear it singing from the trees? A tabaxi busker is coming down the way, <laughs> holding a, a lute in their hands and a stack of roses on top of that. They look to you, Aaron, and say, Ah, would you like to buy a rose for the handsome man? <laughs> a rose for the handsome gentleman? Um, One gold piece for a rose for the handsome man. Will you leave if I buy one? <laughs> Indeed, I will. All right, sure. Uh, they hand over a rose. They kind of like twirl it in their hand again and again and then pass it off to Doran. I've never had a flower purchased for me that wasn't for my mom. Thank you. <laughs> um, Aaron just nods and blushes a little bit. You're welcome. Can you smell the love on the wind? <laughs> and they just begin to walk away. I do. Doran smells a rose. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real rose. Smells good. Does it smell like love on the wind? <laughs> well, uh, it looks like we're here. <laughs> <laughs> I say as Doran picks up pace because yeah. there's an awkward lull. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you make it to uh, something you had only seen in a video clip before of Harley's, and it's the giant white pillars of the temple here. This looks like an like Grecian, like Athenian temple, one of those steepled, like column, white, heavy marble buildings. Behind it, a roiling caldera of lava in this giant pit, the very top of the volcano of Baxi. Y'all know we love a caldera. It's gotta be one <laughs> in every... Yeah. <laughs> every yeah. mm -hmm. When you creak open these giant, oversized doors to the front place, the first thing you see is a bare-chested tabaxi uh, that has a toga around their waist and they are literally dripping wine down their naked chest. And they kind of like look at you and turn away and they go, oh, sorry, we were in the middle of something. What, do we have one of those meetings? We we wanted to call one. Uh, we had a thought. That's great. We can do one right proposal. here. Proposal. Okay. Hey, everybody. Sorry, it works better if you say we have snacks. We've got snacks in the foyer. And, like, you see Tabaxi just creeping out of different rooms, like, <laughs> hungry for food. What is it you needed? Uh, we, neither of us really know how any of this works. Um, open. He's holding a little, it's like an orange, like, cheesy ball. He goes, open. Uh, <laughs> open your mouth. 
Oh, uh, okay. Uh, sure. Okay. I open my mouth. Uh, he did a nine on his throw check, so it bounces off your cheek onto the floor. Okay. Um, You've got a lot to learn before you can become a counselor. <laughs> good thing that's not what we're here for. Great. Not to become counselors. Yes. And what is it you came here for? Uh, is anyone here like us, the treasurer of some kind or? Um... Yep. Yep. Uh, a treasurer right here. Yeah. Hey, hey, guy. Uh, fella, what's your day? Great. Okay. Yeah. I'm Doran. This is uh, Aaron. Uh, you need a couple of bucks? What's, what's the deal? Uh, <laughs> so, so you know, that I, I felt weird bringing this up at all, but uh, basically, um, you know, Best and Baxi, the well, uh, yeah. Baxi is here yep. in large part for some of our efforts, and obviously everyone contributed. Cutting to the chase a bit. Uh, when you say everyone contributed, they all look at each other and start clapping to each other, yeah. like, oh, well, job well done. And, yep. and we couldn't have done it without you. A louder round of applause. Oh, well, yay for us. Patting <laughs> themselves on the back. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, Mage hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I think what 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 happened that day is the Skyland needed everyone to give back for the Skyland to survive, for Susk to survive. Yes. Yes. The world is bigger than Baxi. And um so much bigger. Yes. What what I'm kinda here for, what we're both here for is we think that it's time for us to step down as best in Baxi. The festival's coming up soon. Uh and we want to Take what we did here and try to save other Skylands. So, nodding emphatically, and you see his eyes start to get red and glassy. What we want from you as the High Council is... We need a skyship. We need a skyship. To save other Skylands and help people just like you. That was so beautiful. The words that you all said. Oh my god, yeah. We could do a skyship. We could figure that out, right, guys? And he turns around, and a lot of them aren't really paying attention. Um, but okay. he looks back and he says, yeah, we will. We will. Okay. Dorman, we will get you a skyship. There's someone scribing this, right? I look around, like, nervously. It's all being recorded by Crystal. <laughs> uh, you do see, actually, one extremely sober attendant in the back that is just, like, holding a crystal to this whole thing. <laughs> oh okay. God. Well, and I know what this looks like. Uh, I, I know some extortion. No, <laughs> maybe I was kind of going. It's okay. Yeah. It's the name of the game. No, we're not extorting you. It's okay. What? <laughs> think of it. Mess. Think of it more as a, spon- shh, a sponsorship. Shh, it's okay. You extort us. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, we will contribute it as much as we can. Yeah. Um, no, we're just taking it. It's yeah. fine, Dorn. Just, just. Okay. 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 Well. Thank you. Let's just, someone will spin it. And, um, you know, the ship is still Baxi's ship, uh, but we'll use it to sh- share the goodwill and then, like. We'll bring it back yeah. if we don't die. Of course. Of course. For the heroes of Baxi's clouds, we didn't do Skyship. <laughs> All right. Great. You go downstairs, we'll get you Skyship. Thank right you. now? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, great. Okay. Sweet. Well, yeah, thank you. Um, I'll find you, Skyship. I love you guys. <laughs> uh, we we love you, too. We uh, do? Yeah, we love you. Someone comes up behind them with a whole, like, vase full of wine and just pours it over their head. <laughs> and he goes, ah, oh, we won the game. <laughs> All right. Oh, my God. Uh, I grab uh, Aaron's uh, 
shoulder and just kind of like, all right, well, we'll see you um, later. We'll stop at the hangar and I'm glad it's all figured out. The door closes and what follows you is a fine mist of an alcoholic haze as you leave the High Council. And I think we'll end it there. (laughs) (laughs) Party cat. Thank you all so much for listening. I am Tim, your GM. I'm Hannah, playing Aaron. I'm Tara, and I'm Journey. I'm Thomas, and I am Guy. I'm John, I play Dorn. I'm Maggie, and I play Poppy Kenmore. Share the show with people you love, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>